At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. You know, we started talking several weeks ago about, about Saul and, and how, you know, the people said, give us a king. And, uh, and, and, and Saul is, is flesh. Somebody say flesh. Uh, what pleases the flesh. Amen. And, so, and the people said, give us a king. And, of course, they gave, you know, Saul was anointed king. You guys can go down, Daniel, if you want, but just hang close. And uh, um, we'll get you back up here. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Whatever you want to do, you can stay up here with me too if you want. Hallelujah. Oh, classes, I'm sorry. Get on out of here, kids, if you're going to class. Those of you that are going to class, yeah, I, I apologize. I forgot her. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Give us a king. We want a king. We want to be like other nations. And when they did that, they, they, ta- you know, they took away the exceptionalism that God desired for them to have. Because God wanted an exceptional people, right? And they got Saul. Saul was the sixth anointed in the word. And there's 12 anointings that took place. And uh, Saul being the sixth, six is a number of man. Saul was the people's choice. And Saul... I mean, there's so much, and we've talked for weeks now about Saul, but I've been, I've been so waiting for this day, and, uh, and, and now we're going to make the transition. Everybody, one more time, say transition. We're going to transition from uh, the kingdom of Saul to the kingdom of David. And, and you know what? I wish we could do that more than just in word. It doesn't do a whole lot of good. For us to hear it if we're not a doer. You know, it's so easy to say, Amen, preacher. That's good preaching. Or it's so easy to say, I so and so needs to hear this. But when we let when we get revelation of it, and all of a sudden, we are walking away from the flesh, and we're walking out of the kingdom of Saul, and we're walking, walking into the kingdom of David, which ultimately ushered in. It's the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ. Amen? Is anybody with me? If you're with me, say amen. If y'all think I'm losing it, that's okay. I don't really care. You know, I, I, may, just, I may just... Okay, if you guys don't start getting this word, I'm going to go out there and stand on the porch and preach it. I'm kidding, but that's the way I feel. I just want—I want to get—I want this word to get out. Glasses, they're there somewhere. See if they're laying in the seat. I'll take Ernie's. Perfect. You know, just real quickly, real quickly, uh, you know, God told Saul to kill Agag, 
and, God, and, and Saul didn't, you know, we need, we need to get this, and we're going to move on. We're going to transition today, and Saul didn't kill Agag. But you got to hear, here's what I told the people on Thursday night. You see, we gotta, we got to get past, you know, so, and it's all about the Holy Spirit. It's all about, it's all about who he is, right? And, and uh, 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 you know, uh, I had someone make reference to me this week, said that, you know, they didn't think it was coincidence that years ago. See, I've always had a fascination with the Ark of the Covenant. And we're going to get back in. Once we transition into David, we're going to talk about the, 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 the tent of David, and we're going to talk about the Ark of the Covenant and how David brought, the, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. Wow. That's what it's all about. Amen. You know, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, it was there in the tabernacle. And then when, 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 when David brought it out, Caleb, for the people to see. Amen. It's talking about corporate worship. And it's, and it's about you making a connection with the Holy God. And it's not about just the high priest going in to the Holy of Holies. He says, everybody can see this thing. It's not about a preacher just getting up here and preaching the sermon. It's not about a worship leader just singing a song. It's not about a band. I'm about to blow up. Hey, 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 it's about you connecting with a holy God. And David says, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of myself. I'm jumping way out there. But you see, you got to get out of the flesh and you got to move into. <laughs> Agag must stand for that evil that's within all of us. It's self-gratification. I told him Thursday night, to spare Agag is to be merciful to ourselves. Amen. It's, it's, you know what, it's, it, it excuses our failures and it condones our sin. Come on, somebody say amen, preacher. Just three or four highlights. Saul had selective obedience. He obeyed what he wanted to. I like that verse right there. I'm going to do that one. But I Scott, I don't like this one. Okay, I, I got to be good, don't I? Somebody say be good, Pastor. I may show up on Sunday morning, but that one about the tithing. I promise you this is not in my notes. You want to walk where God wants you to walk. You better start walking in complete obedience. You know, I was on the road this week, and it seemed, may seem like a small thing to you. But, you know, I went out to get something to eat. And, and, and this, this girl came by, and the waitress there. And uh, you know, she, was, she was a young girl, probably 20, 21 years old. And... Uh, and uh, she she was she 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 seemed real excited, and I said, "You seem real excited." And she said, "She said, yeah." She said, uh, "I'm leaving in two weeks. I'm moving to Savannah, Georgia, and I'm I got I got selected to to in a school down there in the program that I wanted to be in." And she said, "And it just seems like doors are opening for me." And I mean, as you can tell, when the spirit of the Lord is on somebody, and you know. Tom, when, after I ate my meal, it was, a, it, was a, it was a restaurant called the Green Tomato Grill. And they had green tomatoes, everything. I had a green tomato BLT. And they had fried green tomatoes on the BLT. It was good, too. That didn't have to be said, right? 
But after we were through, you know, I was through with the mill, and she brings the check. And you know, I'm 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 a kind of I'm always you know trying to what I should what I should tip this person, and I always try to give you know a, a fair tip. But something in me said, invest in her and give her a good tip. And I couldn't walk out of that restaurant, and I felt like that I would I would have been disobedient to God had I not done what the Lord, the Spirit, prompted me to do. So are you guys hearing me? We can't have we can't have selective obedience. That's what that's 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 the flesh. I'm trying to get us there. I'm trying my best. Are we all right? I got about forty minutes still left, right? You know, I told him Thursday night, Saul set up a monument for himself. You know, and actually it was a hand, that's what it was. It was a statue, but it was a hand, and it, was, it, meant, it meant power, authority. Look at, look at me, look at what I did. He failed God, and he still wanted to brag on himself. Amen? Are you with me? He couldn't see it. Pride and disobedience make us blind and deaf to our own sin. Wow. First Samuel 16. Here we go. Somebody say, thank God. He's moving on. Over here, Saul. We're going to leave Saul. We're going to go to David. But now hear me. If you don't make a conscious decision to do this in your own personal life, that illustration means nothing. Amen? Young people, hear me. You guys with me? If you're with me, shout amen. 1 Samuel 16. And we're going to stay right in this stuff. We're going to get all the way through here. And we're going to talk about the things that David did. 1 Samuel 16. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long are you going to mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided a king among his sons. Skip down to verse 6. And it came to pass when they come, he looked on a light. Well, let's stop right there. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word. Hey, hey, glory. We thank you for your anointing. Speak to us. Somebody say, speak to me. Father, speak to us. Speak to me. Let us receive your word. In the name of Jesus, and everyone says, Amen. God looks at Samuel and says, How long are you going to mourn for Saul? Let me say this God's work will never, he'll, he'll never die because of the failure of a man. God's going to get his work done. God has a plan, and the plan's going to be fulfilled. And it's not about a man. God uses people. Don't get me wrong. God uses people, right? He uses available people. He uses humble people. He uses repentant people. God don't use pride. I promise you, one way to, one, one way to make sure you're never used by God is to walk around in pride. If, if you don't want God to use you, just walk around in pride. That seals the deal. God don't use pride. Look at your neighbor and say, get the pride out.
God's work goes beyond any man. What paralyzed Samuel the prophet momentarily never paralyzed God. God has a plan and God's going to perform his work. Amen? If you believe that, shout amen. I don't care, you know, and it's important, it's important. We, got, we have a, I don't, oh gosh, I don't even want to go there. We have an election coming up, and, and it's important that we be in much prayer, much prayer, much prayer, much prayer, much prayer. Then after you've prayed, prayed and prayed, and then before you make a decision, go pray again. Pray, pray, pray. Amen? But this nation rests upon the plan of God and people being willing to do what God has called us to do. Stop blaming the White House. Get in your closet. Ooh, y'all love me? God says stop dwelling. He looks at Samuel and says stop dwelling on the past and move on. And he tells Samuel, he says... Verse 2, and Samuel said, how can I go? He says, fill your horn and go, to, go and send you to Jesse to Bethlehem. And he says, I'm going to take a sacrifice down there and call a sacrifice. They're going to come out and watch. He says, you shall anoint the one that I named to you. He said, see, see the thing is, the first, the first anointed king of Israel was anointed for the people. Amen? He was, he was the king that the, the, that the people chose. Now, he was, he was the kind of king that the people wanted. Amen? He was the people's choice. But he failed and he disqualified himself. Now the Lord says, it's time for a king for me. God was going to show Israel his king. I mean, those God's king is always better than man's king. Oh, come on. Y'all are missing a good chance to get excited. I said God's king's always better than man's king's. God's choice is always better than our choice. What God has for us is always better than what we want for us. What God wants for us in the spirit is always better than what we want in the flesh. Oftentimes we make big mistakes because we get in the flesh and we don't allow the spirit to speak to us. But for many... The scripture says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are called the sons of God. We are to be led by the Spirit. Not our flesh. I feel like just telling everybody just to slap yourself in the face. I started to say, slap your neighbor. <laughs> and I saw that. I, I, I see a twinkle in Greg's eye. Samantha. What if I say, wives, so smack your husbands? All right, I won't do it. The declared purpose of God was to transfer the kingdom into hands other than Saul's, other than flesh. Look at verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab. He goes to Jesse's house. Let's set the stage. He goes to Jesse's house. He takes a sacrifice. And he looks at Jesse and he says, bring out your sons. In verse 6 he says, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab. And said, surely then the Lord's anointed is before him. He looked the part. Somebody say, same mistake. I mean, it was oftentimes we make the same mistake over and over and over. 
I got to be honest with you guys. I can't hype this word. I just, I told them, I just can't. You know, if God wants to hype it, he'll hype it, but I just can't. We can't, we can't keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. At some point, you got to walk away from that disobedience and you got to go after God. And you got to stop blaming other things and other people. You're responsible for you. And no, you're not responsible. You, you know, you got to, you, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, God, what is it about me? Be like, see, this is one of the attributes of David. David said, search my heart, oh Lord, search me. See if there's anything in there. Get it out. Sometimes, you know, we, we don't see. If we, I promise you, if we will be prayerful, God will, he will reveal to you what's in your heart. And I'm telling you, if we'll get our hearts right before God, see, and I'm, way, I'm getting ahead of myself again, but that was the thing about David. David. God was searching for someone that was after his own heart. David had a heart after God. I've told you repeatedly now for several weeks. David was not a perfect man, but his heart was after God. Are you with me? So look what, look what it says. Eliab comes and he says, yep, surely this is, this is, the, this is the anointing of God. But the Lord said unto Samuel, don't look on his countenance or on the height of his stature. You see that? Here we go. Because I have refused him, for the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. We get too caught up in what we see around us. Temporal things. Amen? Buildings are temporal. Songs are temporal. Music. Thank God. Thank God for anointed singers and thank God for anointed musicians, right? But it's temporal. What's, what we got to look is into the spirit realm. And what happens is then we see what's eternal. That's why worship, and I'm ahead of myself again, is so important because it brings the eternal into the now. And you don't have to wait and die to go to heaven to connect with heaven. Is anybody with me? Are you receiving this word? If you're receiving it, say amen. So in verse 8, then Jesse called Abinadab and said unto him before Samuel, he said, Nope. Everybody say, nope. Verse 9, then Jesse made Shama. See, Jesse's, I'm sure Jesse was bringing all his best. Then Jesse made Shama to pass by, and he said, everybody say it again. Nope. And you got to remember all, Pastor Justin, all, Three of these guys were in Saul's army. They were in the army of flesh, but they weren't ready to be the king and to walk in the kingdom. God deliver us from the army of flesh. Amen? Are y'all with me? Hey, hey, hey. See, here's the deal. 
Eliab, and, and see, it says here, look again in verse 10. And Jesse made seven. Everybody shout seven. Seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. So here's the, here's the deal. Eliab and the, eld, and the seven oldest sons of Jesse, of Jesse were perfect potential kings as far as the flesh is concerned. Right? But God didn't want a king after the flesh. God already had a king after the flesh. And he failed. And I promise you, every time a king is after the flesh, he will always fail. If you put flesh up on the throne, we can't do anything. Without him, we can do nothing. That's why some of the greatest orators ever lived, and there's people that can quote this book from the front to the back, but their words have no power because it's in the flesh and they have no anointing upon their life. But when the anointing of God comes up on it, then you can speak something, and it's going to penetrate darkness. It's going to cause evil spirit. And I feel like right now, I don't know if you're seeing it or not, but I feel like evil spirits are just fleeing. They're so mad because we're preaching the word and we're going to get people. We're going to get people. We're going to get a church. We're not just transitioning to a building. Amen. And this is not just about coming out on a Thursday night and a Sunday morning again and singing some songs and hearing a, hearing a sermon. This is about a church rising up. Is anybody with me? This is about people saying, I'm going to get rid of the disobedience in my life. I'm going to get rid of the pride in my life. I'm going to push out the flesh and I'm going to walk in the spirit the way God wants me to walk. There's power. I said there's power when we walk in that place, Justin. There's power. We don't have to be defeated. You don't have to keep going back to the same old things. Oh, come on. Is anybody in here? We can't do the same things over and over. Hallelujah. God don't want a fleshly king, nor does he want flesh to be king. They all looked apart. God's not even impressed with our physical gifts and our talents and our capability. Come on, he's not impressed with my preaching. He wrote the book. He's not impressed with our singing. Our musical abilities don't impress him. You know, sometimes we think, oh, God's going to like me because, listen, I told you before, you can buy a ticket and go hear the best. Amen? What sets you apart is the anointing. And what gets the heart of God, Billy, is our worship. You think God ever says good word? Good word, Odie. Good word, Justin. You think God ever says that? You think God ever says, where'd you get that at? You got a point. But then, but in that case, he would he wouldn't say good word, right? He 
He made it all. Until that we come to that place that we can surrender to Him and say, it's all about you. And it's not about... Amen? Are you guys with me? All right, here we go. So God didn't choose any of these guys. Verse 11. Man, this stuff wrecks. It's just wrecked me. And Samuel said to Jesse, is, there, is this all your children? Because Samuel's like, God said, come down here and anoint one. And he says, is, is this all of them? Jesse says, there's one more. He's the youngest. And he's keeping the sheep. Amen? You see, this chapter, this chapter outlines three, everybody say three. It outlines three very important uh, things that David uh, had to attend to in order to walk in his kingship. The first one, Greg, was he was a shepherd. Now, I understand that a shepherd, and that's the position that, you know, that I have here at our father's house is a shepherd to the flock. And that's what, man, that's what I'm trying to do right now. Do you guys see that? But see, a shepherd was a servant's job. Everybody wants to walk in kingship and be seen as a king. But if you're ever going to get there, you've got to be willing to serve. I'm sorry, if you're not willing to serve. Boy, I'd like to preach. Boy, I'd like to sing. about volunteering for the nursery. I'm just, I'm just curious. We passed those papers out this morning. I'm just curious how many will get back and say, sign me up for the nursery. Bless God, I'm a prophet. I ain't changing them dirty diapers. Am I, am I all right? The job of a shepherd, that, that job was given to servants. And evidently Jesse's house wasn't, at that particular time, wasn't real wealthy because this would have been, they'd have hired a servant to keep the sheep. Uh, most scholars will tell you that, Je- that David was between the ages of 10 and 15. So at the very oldest he was 15 probably. And there's a little boy out here in the field. God says, he's the one. Let's read it. Samuel said, go fetch him. We're not going to sit down until you go get him. And, you know, I think about the one. Everybody say the one. And I think about, you know, in the book of Revelation where the the book was brought to John. He said, 
the search was made and no one was worthy to open the book. And the scriptures said, you know, said don't weep, John. There is one. The seed of Jesse. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Everybody say there's one. Verse 12, and he sent and brought him. He was ruddy. With all of a beautiful countenance. He's good to look up on, right? Little old ruddy boy. And the Lord said, anoint him. This is he. The most unlikely candidate. God don't see as man sees. We look at all this stuff. If we have that, if we have that, if you have that, if you look like this, if you, if you wear that, my, my word, goodness. I don't even want to go there, but if you have enough money, you can fix everything today, right? You might have been to California. There are plastic people walking around everywhere. I'm telling you. Because it's all about getting that look. And, 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 and I believe, you know, don't get me wrong, we should, we should try to look our best, right? You know, and, and don't, it's important, I understand that, but it's not what God's concerned about. God's concerned about what's in here. And if you can clean up everything on the outside, but if you don't have it in here, and he, you know, I don't care what you, I don't care what you wear, I don't care. I mean, you know what? And some people think it's about hair and clothes and dresses to here and and all these things and and uh, and and white shirts, Ernie, and buttoned here and buttoned here and all these things. And uh, listen, if you don't have it on the inside, if you don't have your heart right, it's all in vain. God is looking for somebody that has their heart right, and I don't care. You can you can, and it's not about appearing righteous to other people because our righteousness is as filthy rags. These guys looked the part, Elder, but they weren't the part. Is anybody with me? I got to hurry. Come on, where's, where's my musicians? Come on, Daniel. We're good, right? Somebody say a servant. Give us a heart of a servant. Let's pray right now. Father, give us a heart of a servant. God, help me to be able to serve those around me. Give us the heart of a servant, God. Forgive us of our selfish desires and our selfish ambitions. Make us his servants. Let me ask you a question. Everybody wants to walk in the anointing and wants to walk in kingship. When was the last time you did something for somebody else? Expecting nothing in return. Is this a good word? All right. We'll talk some more about that. Let's finish. Oh, glory. You guys look good. Verse 14. 
But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Let's read. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubles you. Did you guys see that? The Spirit of the Lord, you know, you know, basically what happened here, Saul lost his spiritual protection. Saul lost his covering. Amen? If you're with me, say amen. You know, I, I don't want nobody to, to get confused here because I, th- th- when I read this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm studying this. So I've I done, I done, I done, a, I done a just an in-depth study, Ernie, and was looking at this and asking the Lord to speak some things to me and reveal some things to me. God didn't directly send, hear this, it's important. God didn't directly send an evil spirit upon Saul. But when Saul disobeyed the Lord, he opened himself up. What God doesn't feel, the devil will. When you open yourselves up to disobedience, and when you open, you're opening the door, and, and, and you're allowed... There's so much, you got to get this stuff. It's just, it's the same way in your home. When, when you allow things to come in your home, when you're disobedient to God, when God says, get that out of your home, God says, get that, oh, come on, if I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. You guys need to receive this word. And God says, get that out of your home, get that out of your life, get that off your children, get that off your television, get that off your computer, get that off your phone, and you disobey God. What you're doing is, you're opening the door for all kind of evil spirits and demonic spirits to come up on you. That's exactly what happened to Saul. Saul didn't obey the Lord, and he opened himself up. Now, evil spirits are coming up on him. You can't walk in disobedience and expect God to bless what you're doing. You better have a repentance at heart. You better walk in humility and say, God, I'm sorry that I'm not surrendered to you completely and wholly. Is anybody in here? Come on, do you hear the word this morning? Can I have about a few more minutes? Just because you're up here, guys, that don't mean I'm done. I just wanted you up here. Somebody say hallelujah. Samuel took the horn of oil, he anointed. See, look, look at this. You got to see this. Here's the difference. Verse 13. Back up just a second here. I, I want, God just dropped something in my spirit. You got, you got to see this. First, verse 13, Jacob. See, here's the deal. And, and here's what we're talking about. Verse 13. Samuel took the, the, took the horn of oil, he anointed David in the midst. Everybody say the midst. Come on, say it again. Say midst. His public anointing was a result of what had taken place in private. Everybody wants a public anointing. Everybody, listen, listen, young people hear me. And I'm trying to teach you as your shepherd and your pastor. If you are given, if you are praising God so other people will see you, and then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're speaking in tongues so someone else can hear you, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. It's not a novelty gift that's to, be, that's to be dangled out so people can see you speak in tongues. It's power and praying in the Holy Ghost. It's power. When you worship God, David danced before the Lord. I'm ahead of myself with all of his might because the Ark of the Covenant was coming back to the camp because the presence of God was coming in, not so people could see him. What you do, what the, 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 
The worship that counts is the worship outside of this building. It's not a worship experience. We've made it into a, a set of music. Let's do some songs and let's for an hour, let's get, no, worship is in your heart. What are you doing when you drive down the road in your car? What are you doing in your home, in your bedroom, in your closet? And when you do that, a public anointing will come up on you. David was out there in the shepherd's field watching the sheep killing bears and killing lions while his big, bold, brave, want-to-see, want-to-be-seen brothers were hiding with Saul and the rest of the army because they were scared to death of the, of the giant. They were, and I'm, I'm ahead of myself. I know I jumped over a chapter. We're going to get there. We're gonna, we've, I told you, I've been telling you for weeks, we're going to kill a giant. We're almost there. If you, if you know your Bible, you'll know we're almost there. And you know what? I believe that's a, that's a statement in the spirit too. We're almost there. I'm not giving up. Pastor, church is doing good. Your church is doing good, but I want to tell you what. We, we, we can see just more than a congregation, a room full of people. We can see a room full of warriors. We can see people says, I know, I get that. I get that. That's, why, that's how I'm going to live my life. Are y'all with me? couple more minutes. I'm just about done. You know, I just, I, I just got to say it again. Saul allowed this to happen because of his stubborn disobedience. Somebody shout amen. You know, he left himself wide open to satanic influences. Not unlike Judas, right? When Judas sold out Christ, left himself open. All right, here we go. Verse, verse 15. Saul's servant said, Behold, an evil spirit from God is troubling you. How many know sometimes we can't see it ourselves, but our neighbors can? Amen. Somebody say amen. Let our Lord now command thy servant, which is before the seek out a man who is a... Here we go. I don't know if I even should start this, but I want to so bad. Can I have just a few more minutes? I want to start this so bad. Because this, I will, and we'll close here, I promise. It's important. Let's read it. Are y'all with me? Is everybody good? If you're, if you're good, say amen. And that's one of the servants. Let's go, let's, let's back up. Let our Lord now command that servant, servants who before thee, seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp. I have a word for you. I studied it. This was not a golden harp like we see. If it was a lyre. Am I pronouncing it right? Help me pronounce it. Lyre? Is that right? L-Y-R-E? It's irrelevant. You all know what I'm talking about. It was a guitar. 
God has called you to be an anointed worshiper, to drive out demonic spirits. Thank God for your gift and your ability. We're so blessed that you have that gift. But it's not about pleasing us. It's about pleasing Him. And when you play unto Him, evil spirits flee. And doors are open for God to bless his people. Daniel, Randy, know who you are in the spirit. You're not just a group of talented musicians and I'll, I'll just be honest with you I mean I'm telling you in my heart I wouldn't trade you for anybody and I mean that but you are weapons and you're not called to entertain you're not called to entertain people you're called to entertain God for the windows of heaven to be opened up and for evil, wow. Come on, somebody love on him right now. Give me just a couple more minutes. Seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon him, he shall play with his hand, and you're going to be well. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants, here you go, guys. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this up today, but I'm not going to be able to finish it. And this is where we'll pick up because we're going to be here. He answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning and playing. I want you to see this. He's a, mighty valiant, he's a mighty valiant man and a man of war. And he's prudent in matters and a comely person. And the last, the, the most important five words. And the Lord is with him. Most important thing, you know. First important step of becoming like David and operating in that kingship was what? Being a servant, right? Are you guys with me? Is anybody with me? If you're with me, say amen. Saul said, bring him by me. Let's read it. Therefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, send me David, my son, which is with the sheep. Wow. Go out there and get that boy that's with the sheep. Bring him to the king. Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine to the kid and sent him by David, his son of the Saul. David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly. And he became his armor bearer. You know what he did? He reported for service. 
Saul said to Jesse, let David, I pray thee, stand before me. He has found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hand. And so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Hear me. Second thing, we'll talk about this more next week. You have to be willing to be an armor bearer and to come under authority. He stood by the king even though David was the one that now was anointed to be the king. Oh, you got to see that. The third thing is he had to become a worshiper. Amen? We have to be willing to worship him in spirit and in truth. If you're with me, say amen. Mighty man of valor, a man of war, I'm going to share my notes with you. David needed the character of a warrior, everybody say warrior, to effectively minister to Saul in music and to lead him in worship. Worship ministry, and here's a word for our worship team. Get them all up here. Come on up, Jill. Are you riding? Jill, Judy, ride for her, please. I know I'm supposed to leave you on a high note. But... I want you to be changed. How many knows, how many knows that, that oftentimes uh, temporal hype, temporal hype does not equal change? You know, we get hyped up, but we don't really change. I don't, I don't have a problem with we like to celebrate, right? We like to dance. We like to worship God. But how many knows we need permanent change? Are y'all with me? I don't know how long. I've been preaching for a while, right? I'm just about done. Here you go. David was a mighty man of valor, a man of war. And actually, do you understand what he was doing here? He became a worship leader to Saul. And that's what worship is all about. These folks leading you in worship, but then you grasping that, and then what? Gosh, you got to see this. The evil spirits, Justin, that were upon Saul when worship came. That's why I got so excited about that song. That's what it's about. David, a mighty man of valor, a man of war. David needed the character of a warrior to effectively minister to Saul in music and to lead him in worship. Come on, guys. The character of a warrior. Worship ministry is a constant battleground. There's conflicts in the spirit realm and they want to impede worship because of what it accomplishes. That's why it's important for you guys not to stand here and look at these guys. If you feel like, wow, just hang on. You you start worshiping. You start, you know, just get so caught up. Come on, is anybody here? Get so caught up and I'm just going to go after God. I'm not going to worry about what Jill and what Wanda and what Stephanie and the band's doing. I'm here to worship God and I'm going to worship God until I see a breakthrough. Guess what? If you get a breakthrough and you get a breakthrough and you get a breakthrough, we're going to get a corporate breakthrough because people are 
breaking through into the spirit realm. You have to become, you have to go. Don't go with this thing and saying, hey, I'm just going going to be here to receive something God. No, I'm going to be a warrior in the spirit. I'm going to be a warrior. I'm going to worship God. Somebody's got to help me. I'm going to worship God till I get a breakthrough. I'm tired of being in this place. I'm tired of walking in disobedience. I'm tired of going back to the same things. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.